Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to talk about why are weather forecasts often wrong? Last week, I went on a three-mile bike ride with my kids. We were on our way home when the skies started to look dark. We weren't worried, however, because it was only 3 p.m., and the weatherman said it wouldn't start raining until after 7. And even then, we could just expect some light showers. Unfortunately, he must have forgotten to mention this to the clouds because a slow drizzle started to fall. Soon, the drizzle turned into a downpour, complete with hail and lightning. We eventually made it back to our warm, dry house, but the soaked children voiced several complaints about the forecast and vowed never to trust the weatherman again. So just how do scientists predict something as complicated as the weather, and why are they so often wrong about it? Before we get to that, I want to thank this week's sponsor, GoToMeeting. You know, during the summer, it seems like everyone's on a different schedule. Vacation, shorter days, working remotely. So meeting with all your clients and colleagues in person seems like it can be impossible. And that's why I recommend GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It lets you meet face-to-face no matter where you are this summer. With GoToMeeting by Citrix, it just takes a webcam and a click to collaborate in group high-definition video. You can even join from an iPad. You can see your attendees eye-to-eye while collaborating on documents in real time. You'll feel instantly connected, even if you're thousands of miles apart. Plus, GoToMeeting is so easy to use, iPad users can just download the free GoToMeeting app, tap a couple of times, and you're connected. Very convenient if you're traveling over the summer. Now, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait. Just visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST for your free 30-day trial. So let's take a look at this question. In order to predict things like the weather, climate change, or even election results, scientists use a tool called a mathematical model. A mathematical model is a set of equations that can predict an outcome based on a set of inputs. Let's look at an example to see just what that means. Imagine that you have five kids, and that each morning they all want juice for breakfast. Every day, from Monday through Thursday, you get three requests for apple juice and two requests for orange juice. Knowing this, you could write a set of mathematical equations to tell you how much juice you need of each type on a given day. The equations might say, orange juice equals two-fifths times number of kids, and apple juice equals three-fifths times number of kids. So now imagine that Friday morning rolls around and I'm making breakfast. Since I have my model in hand, I can take my inputs, the number of kids, and figure out how much of each juice I need. Since two-fifths of five equals two, I pour two cups of orange juice. Likewise, since three-fifths of five equals three, I pour three cups of orange juice. When my kids come in, I gesture towards the cups with a smug smile, confident that my model has predicted the correct outcome. Then, the unthinkable happens. One of my kids looks at me and says, 
I don't want apple juice today. May I please have some orange juice? In despair, I pour another cup of orange juice, muttering about the fickleness of children and the failings of science. But is my model wrong? Should I scrap it and give up on this uncertain business of predicting childhood juice consumption? There's a popular saying in scientific modeling circles, all models are wrong to a certain extent. This means that no matter how much work you spend in trying to refine the equations of your model to make them perfect, there is always a small degree of uncertainty. If you've ever heard a newscaster report on an election poll, you might have heard one say something like, 38% of voters prefer candidate X, plus or minus 5%. That plus or minus 5% is the uncertainty in the model, sometimes called the margin of error. Taking the uncertainty into account, a more accurate statement would be, Somewhere between 32% and 43% of voters prefer candidate X. But that just doesn't have the same confident ring to it. So let's go back to the weather. Weather models are a lot more complicated than predicting childhood juice consumption. The equations for weather forecast models incorporate things like wind speed, temperature, geographic features, and many other factors. The equations become so complicated that supercomputers are required to solve them. Uncertainty in the results comes from the fact that neither the equations themselves nor the input data is perfect. For instance, each instrument that measures temperature has a small margin of error itself. All of these little errors add up until you end up riding home in a 3 o'clock thunderstorm that was supposed to be a 7 o'clock light shower. That isn't to say that we aren't getting better. Every day, scientists gather more data, look at the errors of past models, refine their equations, and build more accurate instruments in order to try and reduce the uncertainty. So now you know how scientists use models to predict the weather and why they're so often wrong. This same process applies to each and every prediction that scientists make. Here are the steps they take. Step 1. Gather data. Step 2. Come up with a set of equations to describe the data. Step 3. Use the equations to predict the outcome you can expect to happen with a given input. Step 4. Don't be surprised when your models aren't exactly right, and you have to go back to step 1 or step 2 and try again. If you liked today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook. Or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash QDTEinstein. Until next time, I'm Lee Phelan with quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science.